As parents, raising our children properly is one of the most important and consequential things that we may ever do. And yet, I've seen firsthand how some parents tend to go through the motions improvising. They either emulate what they saw from their parents many years ago, even when there's evidence that those behaviors have lasting negative effect on new generations. When it comes to preparing the next generation of people for society, just winging it may not be the best approach. On this episode of The Gentleman's Brotherhood, I'm gonna share with you six areas in which you could become a better dad today. All this and more on this episode of The Gentleman's Brotherhood. and welcome to another episode of The Gentleman's Brotherhood. I am your host, Juan Sepulveda. If you're new to us, we're all about helping you become a better man today. On today's episode, we're talking about becoming a better dad today. As a father, your primary job is to raise this kid to become a healthy, thriving member of society. I know that's easier said than done, but fortunately, millions upon millions of people have come before us and done it, well or otherwise. And countless professionals have spent their lives figuring out what are the things that give the best results when it comes to raising children. Here are six tips to help you become a better dad today. Number one, be present. Being in the same room is not the same as being on the same page. You see, undivided attention is a sign of respect. It's a sign of love. It's a sign of caring. And whenever you are giving your child your undivided attention, in essence, you're telling them, nothing else matters right now but you. You're also saying, what you have to say to me is important. You also say, what you say means something to you. I want to hear more about it. Now, let me level with you. Sometimes these kids come up with the longest stories, the most detailed dreams to tell you, and you may feel anxious because you have other stuff to do. But if you can spare a minute and really give them that undivided attention or set the expectations that they may have for your conversation better, it'll go a long way in showing that you really care. Some simple ways in which you can emphasize the, the, the fact that you're present is by asking questions. Whenever someone is talking to you, you become so interested in what they have to say that you ask for clarification. Uh, ask them to, to either repeat something or, or ask for details about what they're saying. This goes a long way into showing the, the child that you're not just going through the motions and just listening just to get over it, but that you're listening intently and thereby showing that you care. Number two, model desired behaviors. You may not feel like it, but your children are paying very close attention to what you're doing. The way you speak, the way you act, the way you behave around people, all of these are things that are unconsciously becoming part 
of the repertoire in the mind of a child of what it really means to be a man. If it is important to you that your child grows up and is a good member of society, it's a, it's a good friend, a good father, a good husband, a good worker, whatever it is that you want them to become, it is important that you emulate this, that you behave in a way that it's going to be cemented in their mind. Number three, be kind in correction. Never raise a hand in anger against a child. I know, this is a difficult one for me to bring to you. As you may know, I was born and raised in Puerto Rico, a little island in the Caribbean where the law of the chancleta is unavoidable. What is a chancleta? Chancleta is a slipper. Listen, in the Caribbean and many Latin American, Latin American communities, physical discipline, corporal reminders are a daily occurrence. This is deeply ingrained in the culture. And I grew up with all sorts of colorful discipline uh, approaches. Now, this comes from a long line of parents who did this before them. I had to make a conscious decision when, when we were raising our children that we were not going to use physical um, encouragement, uh, so to say, to get them to do the things that we wanted them to do. Even though it went against what I grew up with, what I thought, the science shows us that having physical harm involved in the process of discipline is not just harmful to the body at the moment, but it has a lasting negative effect on the mental and emotional health of the child. Now, you wanna be responsible for bringing up a child that is healthy, that has all the chances of living a happy, healthy life. Spanking can't be one of the tools that you use in order to bring discipline. And I know you may say, Juan, listen, it worked for me, it's gonna work for my children. I will provide some links in the description that go to studies that can show some correlation, some influence between physical harm, physical spanking or discipline, whatever you want to call it, and the detrimental effects it has on people long term. Trust me, spanking is not the best way to get your children to behave adequately. Among some of the negative effects that come from spanking are the fact that it becomes natural for the frustrated conversation to evolve into physical altercations. Clearly, you can see how this is a problem for adults that can't have a conversation. Whenever they get frustrated, they then escalate it to physical harm. And this shouldn't be the case. It shows children that it is okay to use violence in order to get their way. And maybe they don't do it with you, but perhaps they manifest this at school or when they're with other children. They will force other children to follow their, uh, follow their whim by the use of physical violence. Now real quick, a few things that you can use instead of spanking, for example. You can use praise for good behavior. Whenever you see that they're doing what you want them to do, make sure that you verbally acknowledge it, that you say, oh my God, I love it when you do this, or I'm so proud of you for choosing to do this, or pointing out whenever they avoid doing something that you've tried to correct them in the past, say, 
I noticed that you had some restraint. I'm proud of you for that. This goes a long way and it's way more lasting and more positive for the well-being of your child. Number four, set boundaries. You're their parent, not their peer. And yes, there's nothing wrong with you being friendly with your child for you to be kind and to be amicable whenever you're dealing with them. But there has to be a distinction between who the father is and who the child is. That means that you set the rules, you set the tone, you set the pace, and they are to respect you as an authority and a leader in the family. One area where you can see where boundaries may be crossed and it's important for you, if you notice it, for you to set the tone and say, okay, I, I prefer that you don't do that. Or you can say, I don't like it when you do this. Here's what you should do. It's whenever you're being playful with your words, there still has to be a dynamic between parent and child. So allowing your child to use insults against you, to belittle you, or, or, or use language that is uh, negative against you, uh, you may be one of cautious. You may want to be cautious with that. In his book, The Code of Man, Waller R. Newell writes, the love of a father for his son can deepen their natural understanding as he teaches the boy how to become a man. A father should not be overly familiar. He should be his son's first and best teacher, but he cannot be his schoolyard pal. So that reiterates that dynamic. You can have as much fun as you want with your child, but there has to be always a boundary set where you are the parent. You cannot uh, relent on, on that kind of space if you wanna have a healthy relationship with your child and if you want your child to grow up to be a, a good member of society. Now, points number five and six are among my favorite and I can't wait to tell you about them, but first, please stick around for a brief message from today's sponsor. The way we dress is an unspoken language that introduces us to the room before we have the opportunity to. Our presentation is essential as it communicates our character and establishes our bond. As gentlemen, we hold ourselves to a higher standard. Our word is our obligation and how we tailor ourselves helps pledge our distinction from the others. That's why at Brothers and Bonds Go, we work directly with craftsmen and designers around the globe to bring you expertly curated accessories that complement any fraternal lifestyle. From the casual weekender to the formal Freemason, Brothers and Bonsco offers products that suit your weekends by the lake or your nights out at the lodge, while providing a personalized experience to each of our customers. That's what makes us uniquely Brothers and Bonsco. Find us on Instagram or at brothersandbonds.com. Welcome back. Number five, make them stronger. Helping your child become a stronger individual would have an incredible return on the investment in time and effort that you put right now. This is one of my favorite aspects of raising a child, and it's because it, it encompasses some things that create lasting memories. The first aspect of becoming stronger in this case would be to help them become physically stronger. Now, this is one in which we all have to work a little bit harder because 
it takes time, it takes effort, it takes a lot of, of, of components, but it, it, it can be very meaningful for the child and for the parent. Becoming physically strong doesn't necessarily have to be an organized sport, which has many benefits that come with it, but it can be something as unorganized and organic as playing hide and seek or playing chasing or tag or any of these games that you and I grew up with. They're fun for them. They can be fun for you. And the bonus is that you get to do some exercise too, which comes in very handy every now and then. Two activities that my children like in particular are those that I mentioned is hide and seek and tag. Here in our property, we actually go out and play, chase each other, uh, do all kinds of stuff. I even took one of the beautiful trees we have in the front of, uh, in the, front of the house and we hung uh, rings to, to do exercise in and the kids, the kids love it. So if you get an opportunity to do this with your children, play tag or hide and seek, by all means, make it a part of your day. Now, I can't be held responsible if you do this with your older children. I mean, I don't wanna bail you out for scaring the neighborhood by playing hide and seek with your 30 or 40 year old. I just gotta put that out there. Now, the other way in which you can make your children stronger is mentally helping them for life, preparing them for the future things that they'll have to deal with in life. And this means finding moments in which you can have some conversations to discuss difficult moments that you've gone through in your life. Have you lost a, a relative or have you gone through some business difficulties? These are things that sporadically you can interject in a conversation that will help them think about all the different things in life and give them room for them to ask questions, to delve deeper into the conversation, perhaps get a new perspective that can help them in a situation they may be dealing with today. Never underestimate what a child can understand. Conversations related to so many of the difficult topics about uh, society, about politics, about religion, about relationships, these are all conversations that you can have with children at almost any age. You just have to tailor the conversation to be suitable for them at that stage in their life. But you'll be surprised about how much they can glean from that and find it useful in the future. Number six, instill a love for learning. Almost no other effort that you put into this relationship with your child is going to pay more dividends than to actually instill a love for learning. Reading together is a formidable way to bring into the mix of your family a, an element of, of learning, of, of becoming passionate about wisdom and about growing as an individual. I remember growing up and having a vivid impression in my mind of seeing how my father would always have either a newspaper, a magazine, a book, on his hand in his time of leisure. So that became a part of my life. My uncle, I remember him sitting in the living room with his wife and both of them holding a book while the children played and the floor. Now that's one thing that I've tried to emulate in my life. Here I am decades later and we have incorporated into our family time an hour or 30 minutes for reading together. 
Now granted, we're not as consistent as I would love us to be. But what I'm sharing with you is the fact that we try to schedule it, to make it a part of our daily life so that we can model for our children that love for learning. So reading together is one of those things that you can do that models that love for learning. Going to museums, going through historical tours, those are all things that can become a part of your family, but even, even better, become a part of how they see that learning can be fun. So learning doesn't have to be just relegated to school or whatever uh, school functions or, or programs there are. Just the fact that you make it a part of your daily life is something that can go a long way in helping them develop that love for learning. So now I would love to hear from you. Are there any tips that have worked for you or for people that you know in raising children? Is there any of these points that I share with you that you find conflicting with a belief that you may have or some evidence that you found? I would love to read those and for us to have a conversation in the comments section. Also, if you have found this to be useful, I would love for you to put it in the hands of another parent that could use it. Do you love someone who is a father, a mother, a parent, a guardian? They could use some of these tips. Please let them see this so that they can incorporate it into their efforts. I wanted to take a brief moment to say thank you to all of those of you who have chosen to be part of our family of supporters on Patreon. We have been shipping out the exclusive lapel pin for the Gentleman's Brotherhood and have been receiving some uh, good reviews about it. We hope for you to make one a part of your collection. The lapel pin is only exclusive to those who support our work on Patreon. So for details on membership, just go to patreon.com slash Juan Sepulveda, or you can find a link down in the description. Finally, I wanted to say thank you to today's sponsor, Brothers and Bonds. They have an amazing collection of apparel and implements for gentlemen like you. To see their collection, go to brothersandbonds.com. If you do, don't forget to use promo code GENTSBRO for a 10% discount on your first order. And to you, as always, thank you for being a part of the Gentleman's Brotherhood. And until next time, I wish you courage and courtesy.